Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about how we can make our mornings come closer to God. If you go on to YouTube, you'll find hundreds, maybe even thousands of videos talking about how to create a better morning routine. I'm not sure how it happened. Maybe YouTube sensed that my morning routine is lacking. Maybe I just subscribed to the wrong channel. But my suggested videos right now seem to be just different people telling me why I should wake up differently. And I think there are so many of these videos because we recognize internally that if we can make the morning go right, the rest of the day can fall into place. I can get more done between 5 a.m. and 7 a.m. than I can the rest of the day. And when I do get to it in the morning, my day is generally more productive. I feel better. I feel more satisfied by the time I go back to bed. And that's all well and good. And like I said, you can find plenty of resources on this. But what we're going to focus on today is how we can make our mornings more pleasing to God. That's our ambition as Christians. We control our bodies for the glory of God of God. So what does God want me to do in the mornings? What does a godly morning look like? Of course, our perfect example of godliness is Jesus. No one, no matter how many experts we listen to or YouTube videos we watch, we aren't going to find a better morning than his. And in his gospel, Mark offers a glimpse at what a morning in the life of Christ look like. After Jesus had been traveling around Galilee, he'd been healing many before uh, this time. And Mark one thirty five tells us very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, he left the house, and he went off to a solitary place where he prayed. And Simon and his companions went to look for him. And when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. And Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. And so we traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. So Mark doesn't give us a complete picture of what every morning looked like for Christ, but he does give us some key insights here. First, we see that Jesus got up early before the sun was up. And you you can imagine you know, Jesus at this point, and he knew the limited amount of time he had. He worked a three-year ministry and his time was precious. He said the, the reason he came was to preach and he had a lot of preaching to do. And so Jesus wasn't wasting that time. He wasn't lazy. He had work to do. And he says that we do too. Paul compares our faith to a race that he ran every day of his life. He called it a war that he was a soldier in and a family that he cared for. And each of those metaphors imply strenuous effort. We are priests in Christ's church, and that is an honor, but it's also a tremendous responsibility. To the Thessalonians, Paul commanded that they keep away from every believer who is idle and disruptive and does not live according to the teaching you received from us, for you yourselves know how you ought to follow our example. We were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. On the contrary, we worked night and day, laboring and toiling so that we would not be a burden to any of you. We did this not because we did not have the right to such help, but in order to offer ourselves as a model for you to imitate. For even when we were with you, we gave you this rule. 
the one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. You know, Jesus, he had to wake up before the sun because he had a full day of work ahead, of preaching ahead. But as priests in his church, we aren't only worried about preaching. Paul was a preacher too, but he worried about physical work as well. Everything we do is for the glory of God. And so we should do everything wholeheartedly. Maybe that responsibility doesn't require us to wake up before the sun every day, but it does demand focus and time and effort. The second thing we can notice about this morning for Jesus is that he physically secluded himself. Now, I imagine the house that Jesus was in didn't have too much space to go off by yourself. So maybe today we don't need to leave the house to find a solitary place, but it's not a bad idea. Maybe go get some exercise in the morning, bike, walk, run somewhere so you can be alone, or, or maybe just find a place in your home where no one's going to interrupt you. Wake up before everyone else in the house to be alone. Turn off your phone for that first hour of your day. Open up your Bible and just disconnect from the outside world. You know, Jesus saw value in solitude, and we don't get solitude very often today, and we should value it when we have the opportunity. Third, Jesus used that solitude to talk to his father. Before Jesus did anything, he prayed. Sometimes he prayed for strength. Sometimes he prayed for the forgiveness of others. Other times he prayed before making big decisions or just to give thanks to his father. But in all cases, he prayed that the father's will would be done. I love that next line in Mark's gospel, though. In verse 36, it says, Simon and his companions went to look for him. And when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. you know, we get the impression here from Mark that this time of solitary prayer that Jesus seemed to feel was so important, it seemed ridiculous to Simon and the others. They didn't seem to grasp why Jesus would leave the house so early just to pray. And for us today, when we're living busy lives, it may feel a little strange to take out the first part of our day and devote it to prayer and solitude instead of getting ready to be productive. Or more likely, if you're like me too often, spending a half an hour scrolling through our phone when we wake up. Again, Jesus did this for a reason, and he shows us that starting our day off by talking to the Father is important. Finally, the last part of this passage shows us the result of Jesus' morning routine. Jesus acted on his Father's will. Verse 38, Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else to the village nearby so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. And so we traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in the synagogues and driving out demons. Jesus started his day before the sun rose so that he could find a few minutes to be alone with his father. But when his disciples came, Jesus recognized what he came to do. And it wasn't just to be alone all the time. He came to preach his father's will. Our mornings should start with prayer and Bible study, but we can't stop there. We should start our day by talking with the Father about his will for our lives so that we can go and live it out for the rest of the day. James wrote, now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we'll go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, 
we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil in James chapter 4. The morning is a great opportunity to wake up early, to find time alone, and to pray so that we can understand what the Lord's will is, so we're not making plans without him. But then we have to act on those plans. We have to act on what God wants us to do with our lives. The morning is our time to find out the will of God, and the day is our time to act on it. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey there, thank you for listening through this episode of Rooted Daily. We think it's so important that you grow with Christ continually using the Word of God as your only foundation. That's why we release these episodes every weekday so you can root yourself daily in the Bible. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app so you don't miss us. And if you think a friend would benefit from hearing this good news, hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready now to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com.